1: The blue here brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. You have probably seen newspaper headlines lately telling you of real government concern over the increasing shortages of coal. Bad weather has slowed down production and hampered transportation. You homeowners who heat with anthracite are urged to utilize alternate fuels as much as possible. If blue coal is not available, your dealer may have other fuels which are suitable to your furnace. So, take his advice and accept the sizes and the kinds of fuel which he has in stock. That's the way to do your share in the vitally necessary fuel conservation program. And that's the way to be sure that your home is kept warm in the cold months ahead. the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Here's ago in the audience, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama The Man Who Dreamed Too Much.
2: Thank mm-hmm.
3: I'm still living. Rats, cops, chewers. Let
0: go
3: of your parents. Let go of your parents. Oh, I need it. Oh, Bonnie, no. oh, wake up. No, I can't. No. Norma, open the coffin. I'm alive. I'm alive, oh, Barney. Norma. Bonnie, Bonnie, oh, oh, Norma. Norma, I'm all mixed up. You were dreaming. I dreamed again.
0: Another nightmare. Yes,
3: and it was horrible. Norma, they had me in the grave. They were... Just don't think about it, dear. Oh, no, I can't stand it, Norma. I can't stand it. I haven't had a night's sleep in three weeks. I'm going out of my mind. Oh,
0: but darling, what are you going to do,
3: Norma? If doctors can't help me, maybe the police can. <laughs> Mr. Adams, the police can't cure you of nightmares. Well, Commissioner Weston, you've got to try. You are my last hope. Now,
1: just suppose you sit down and tell me your story from the
3: beginning.
1: Uh, no, you get a chair for Mr. Adams, will you? Of course. Here you are, sir. Oh, thank
3: you. Now, Mr. Adams, from the beginning. Well, it begins with nightmares, horrible dreams... And I have them every night, every day, every time I try to sleep. And they started about three weeks ago. I'm afraid I'm going out of my mind. you'll needs a doctor? No, doctors, doctors, they can't help me. In fact, I believe a doctor is
1: giving me these dreams. You think someone is making you dream? I'm sure of it. But that's impossible. Commissioner, the first night I dreamed, a man who called himself Dr. Nightmare telephoned me. That's a nightmare. Yes. That's a peculiar man. Yes, and he told me I'd I'd suffer from dreams continually unless I paid him ten thousand dollars to cure me. Ten thousand. Yes. But how could he know about your dreams? Oh, surely he was bluffing. Oh, well, I thought so too at first,
3: but I kept on dreaming, night after night and night. But I, Commissioner, I don't know what to think. And you want the police to find the truth? I want to stop dreaming. I can't go on like this. It's more than a man can endure. Commissioner, you have got to stop Dr. Nightmare from making me drink. Well, oh, all right, Mr. Adams.
1: It's an unusual case, but we'll do the best we can. Thanks. Thanks. And whatever you do, do quickly,
3: Commissioner. This is desperate. I won't be able to hold on to my sanity what's
1: wrong Well, Commissioner, what now? Looks like you have a nightmare on your hands. First, then what could I do? Adams happens to be a wealthy and influential citizen in his town. I couldn't just laugh him out of my office? Well, maybe it isn't a laughing matter. Now, don't be silly, Cranston. The guy's a nut. But I can't even make a phony investigation. This, this, is, this is still fantastic. Commissioner, why don't I look into it? Well, not report. Oh, say now
3: That's a great idea. Then I
1: can give Adams your report on police stationery.
3: And, you know, Christian,
1: you're just the man for this job. Why, with your knowledge of scientific deduction, there should be a sense for you. <laughs> well, Commissioner, i better get started right away. Uh, I'll let you know the minute I hear anything. Oh, no, fine, Francis. <laughs> the <laughs> minute, he'll learn anything. <laughs> oh, boy, that'll be the day. Huh? <laughs> story. (laughs) Weston, he thought he was being awfully clever. But, Lamont,
0: dear, you're not serious about this, eh?
1: Margo, Adams wasn't joking, neither am I.
0: But, Justin, nightmare can't do the impossible.
1: He already has. How did he know Adams was dreaming the very first time? And why does he ask $10,000 for an impossible cure? Well, there must
0: be some rational explanation.
1: Mm, maybe, but that's why we're paying his visit. Have you told uh, Dr. I, uh... Yeah, there's numbers across mm-hmm. uh, That must be Dr. M- Nightmare's house.
0: Lamar, do all his dreams cost $10,000? Or does he have a special now
1: <laughs> Margot, if you're going to be a skeptic, too, I'll send you right back to Weston.
0: Oh, no. I must see what this Dr. Nightmare looks like. Oh, <laughs> yes?
1: We'd like to see Dr. Nightmare.
0: Your business?
1: The case of Barney Adams.
0: Oh, come in. <laughs> uh, you will wait here. I will call the doctor. Oh. Sounded like a corpse, too. Well, this whole place is such a terrible scene. Maybe they Nightmare really can give people dreams. Shh.
1: That ghoul secretary of his is
3: coming back.
0: You will come this way, please. The doctor will see you. Come on. Come on. You will go straight through that door. Door? I thought it was a
3: coffin leg. <laughs> Good morning, good morning. Come in, please. Right this way.
1: Oh, my goodness. Dr. Nightmare. You're the same, sir.
0: You are Dr. Nightmare? But you're so, I don't know, big and jolly. <laughs> Thank
3: you. <laughs> there you come. Sit down. My secretary tells me, tells
1: me uh, you're here about poor, unfortunate Adams, uh, uh, Mr.... Brother Mark Faskin, this is Miss Margot Lane. Oh, Charles, Charles. Now, don't let's be gloomy. A doctor's office isn't just a bad place, you know. <laughs> well, that depends on which end of the cure you're holding. Yeah, that's very good, very good indeed. I congratulate you on your wit. Mr. Cranston I congratulate you On your fees Dr. Nightmare
3: <laughs> Eh?
1: How's that? Well isn't Ten thousand dollars A lot of money For any doctor To ask for a cure
3: Oh not at all Depends on the patient You know What charge What the
1: traffic Will bear
0: And you know What Mr. Adams Can afford to pay
1: Exactly
0: You wouldn't cure him
1: for less? Oh, impossible, dear lady, impossible. All my other wealthy patients would demand the same price. Do they all suffer from Adam's disease? You mean, nightmares?
3: As a matter of fact, they do. (laughs) It's amusing, isn't it?
1: uh, Isn't your name a bit odd, since you specialize in curing nightmares? Oh, just... Happy coincidence, Mr. Cranston. Very happy with our current epidemic of bad dreams.
0: An epidemic you started yourself?
1: I started? Oh, <laughs> what a droll idea, Miss Lane. Not at all, not at all. You know, it's impossible for anyone to control another person's dreams. Oh, no, no. I merely cure the dreams. And I presume that Mr. Adams desires the cure? No, this? Well, what's this? Adams will not pay your fee. Oh. Oh, I see. Oh, that is most unfortunate. Mr. Adams is making a serious mistake. Really? Oh, yes, Mr. Paxton, Adams needs my cure badly. In fact, he'd better take my cure at once. <laughs> because if he has any more dreams, I'm
3: very much afraid they'll
1: so kill him. <laughs> Mrs.
0: Adams? Yes, what is it?
1: Oh, Mrs. Adams, I'm Lamont Cranston, and this is Miss Lane. We've been investigating Dr. Nightmare for your husband.
0: Oh, Uh, Come in, please. Mr. Cranston, what have you learned? Have you found a way to stop Barney's dreams?
1: Well, Mrs. Adams...
0: What is that? That Blinky...
3: Blinky?
0: Yes, it's our dog. Oh, my goodness, does he always howl like that? No, Miss Lane, only when Barney is about to dream.
1: Where is your husband's room? We've got to get up there fast.
0: It's right at the top of those stairs. Come on. No. No, stop it. Stop. Lamont, Is that Mr. Adams telling? He's
3: having another nightmare?
1: The door's locked. Mr. Adams. Mr. Adams!
3: Oh. I'll never dream again, Mr. Nightmare, never!
1: Mrs. Adams, where's the key to this door?
3: There isn't any key. He must have it bolted from inside.
1: Mr. Adams, open the door.
3: Maybe you can, can. lock this off. That's a nightmare.
1: <laughs> One side. We've got to get in here. Marty, <laughs> oh. what?
0: shot
1: oh, himself. Yes, Margot. <laughs> He'll never dream again. We'll return to the shadow in just a moment. And now, here is a message of particular interest to former mine workers who are now in the armed forces or who are working at wartime jobs in the production centers of the East. Blue coal needs men. Blue coal can put 5,000 men to work immediately. Steady work is assured for a long time to come because more people today are heating their homes with anthracite coal than ever before. So, if you are looking for a good job at good pay, send a postcard to the radio station which is broadcasting this program immediately. Just say, Tell me about a job in the Blue Coal Mines. Full particulars will be promptly sent to you. Blue Coal offers immediate employment for six days' work each week with time and a half for the six day work plus annual vacation pay accrued at $75 a year. Many good houses at reasonable rents are available near the famous Blue Coal Mines. If your present job may not last, or if you have already been released by industry or the armed forces and want a good steady job at good pay, send that postcard now. Just say, tell me about a job in the Blue Coal Mines. Send it to this radio station. Now, back to... The Shadow. As we return to our story, Mrs. Adams stares incredulously at the body of her dead husband.
0: I... I can't believe it. I just can't believe that I'm having a nightmare now. No, Mrs. Adams. Barney's not dead. He didn't kill himself. This is this is all a dream, is We're all in a nightmare. No, Mrs. Adams, we're real. I'm totally sorry, but you must say no. This is reality. No, no, no. This can't be real because Barney can't be lying here. This you, you, you can hear him coming upstairs now.
1: You, you must uh, stop this, Mrs. Adams. Wait,
0: wait. barney I know it. He...
1: Yes, someone is coming up here. <laughs> ah, Dr. Nightmare. Good day, Mr. Cranston. I came to see if you had persuaded Mr. Adams to... Oh dear, dear, what's the...
3: you murderer? You killed my barley. Nothing. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 I'm so sorry, my
1: dear. Forgive me. <laughs> my irrepressible sex of oh, It is very funny, really. After all, I told you it would kill him. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't like people who laugh at death. Certainly, my dear Cranston, certainly. <laughs> After all, when a man dies, the doctor's job is
3: finished. And it's time for the undertaker to take over. <laughs> Very good play on words, Adam. <laughs> what kind of a man, Mrs. He acts so inhuman. <laughs> He's a killer. He killed my husband. Perhaps.
1: That's what I've got to find what? out. Mrs. Adams, I'll have to leave now.
3: Yes, it's uh, because... I'll
1: notify the police for you. Come on, Margot. Um,
3: Mom,
0: you... do you mind if I don't go with you? I just like to go home and rest for a while. This is business... Of course, on I, I,
1: I understand. Besides, I have a little research to do.
0: On oh, nothing.
1: Well, in a way, yes. I want to find out what was making that dog howl. <laughs>
0: Kitty, what's the matter with you? Why are you screaming?
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: now, kitty cat, you must be quiet, because I want to get some rest. Please. Come on, now, come on. Just jump up on the couch with me. Come <coughs> on, a good... Uh, who's there?
3: It's me, Barney And me, it's me. Barney Adams? Barney Adams? you're dead. Let me in, Margot. <laughs> oh, the door was open, Margot. No, no, it was not. Now get out of here. And let me alone. Margot, I have a warning for you. Please, will you get away? Don't come near me. You're dead. Yes, Margot, but you have got to listen to get me. Get out of here. For heaven's sake, get out of You way. have a date with death, Margot. Now listen to Bonnie Adams. Margot Lane, listen to the dead Barney Adams. She has a
1: message for you. A message
3: from... The grave. <laughs> no, I don't want
2: to. I don't want to
3: listen to you. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to listen, I You're in danger. <laughs> I, don't. I won't listen to you. Go away, please. Go away. Oh, what is that ring? I... I've
0: been dreaming. Oh my, nothing's happened. It's just a phone. Hello.
1: Oh, Margo? This is Lamont. What's the matter?
0: Oh. I, I don't know. I just had the most awful nightmare, that's all. You what? It was horrible. My head's still spinning.
1: Stay right there, Margo. I'm coming up. Whatever happens, don't leave, lose your nerve. This is one dream Dr. Nightmare isn't going to get away with. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, I'm so glad you're here. <coughs> that nightmare was so awful. I still feel feverish. You
1: do, huh? I thought you would be. What do you mean? I mean, Dr. Nightmare has made you dream. What's that?
3: Oh,
0: just kidding. She's been acting funny ever since I got home. Squeaking and crying.
1: I don't know. She has huh? let's get hold of Kitty. She's going to show us how Dr. Nightmare is making you dreams. Come on, Kitty. Come on. Come here now. Ah, no, I got you, Kitty. I don't know. <laughs> Margo, don't you remember that Adam's dog began howling when the nightmares began? And now your cat cries when you start having nightmares. Well, I'll show you what makes Kitty cry and what makes you dream. Come on, Kitty. I'm going to carry you around this apartment like a compass.
0: Like a compass?
1: Yes. All uh, right, you can go now, Kitty. You've shown us what we're looking for.
0: Well, what is it?
1: Oh, wait <laughs> ah. Margo, now I know where your dream came from. This is an ultrasonic broadcaster.
0: Ultrasonic broadcaster? What are you talking about? Don't go away, please, dear. I-, I want more explanation after this call. <laughs> Hello?
1: Miss Lane? This is Dr. Nightmare. Dr. Uh,
0: Nightmare? Yes? Yes, Dr. Nightmare? I'm afraid you're not
1: going to have sweet dreams tonight, Miss Lane. <laughs> Why,
3: what do you mean?
1: You'll find out, Miss Lane. And I'm afraid Mr. Cranston will be too busy taking care of you to pay any more attention to me. Uh, <laughs>
0: could you wait just one minute, please?
1: Tell him you're going to stay at my apartment tonight. Say I'm out of town on the Adams case.
0: Uh, hello. I'm, I'm sorry about the interruption, Doctor. I've been so busy packing. Because, you see, I'm going to stay in Mr. Cranston's apartment tonight. He's out of town on the Adams case.
1: How very interesting. But you won't be alone long. Your nightmares will bring Mr. Cranston running back to town. Good night, Miss Lane. And sad dreams.
0: <laughs> All right, Lamont, I told him. Now what?
1: I want you to get over to my apartment as fast as you can. I'll meet you there later.
3: Where are you going?
1: To visit Dr. Nightmare. Maybe I can catch him with a dream in his pocket. Yes. I'd like to see Dr. Nightmare.
0: Oh, oh Mr. Cranston. Come in, please. Oh, I didn't expect to see you again. Most of Dr. Nightmare's visitors never come back.
1: Somehow I'm not surprised.
0: I I like it that way. I'm a widow, you see. And that's why I'm always wearing black. Uh, My husband died, but I I didn't mind. I needed the insurance money. We stopped loving years ago. What did you wish to see the doctor about?
1: I'd uh, rather tell the doctor in person. Just tell him I'm here.
0: But that's impossible. Impossible? Yes, Mr. Cranston. Because the doctor has just left. Oddly enough, he said he was on his way to pay you a visit.
1: Of oh, well, well, then I'd better return home at once. Is this the way out? It's so dark in here.
0: Straight ahead, Mr. Cranston. Yes,
1: I wouldn't want the doctor to find me out.
0: Really, Mr.
1: Hanson.
0: Hello. But I'm afraid that's just the way he will find you. <laughs> Now, what are
1: you doing in Mr. Cranston's apartment? Miss Lee. <laughs> you won't believe it, but I'm preparing a nightmare for Mr. Cranston. Oh? I had hoped it would be for you, my dear. <laughs> but dear me, you young ladies travel quickly. I thought I'd be out of here before you arrived.
3: Oh.
1: It's too bad you did arrive just now, Miss Miss Lane. Now I'll have to put you out of the way (laughs) Oh no (laughs) Miss Lane I have a million dollars worth of nightmares waiting to be cured I can't permit you or Mr. Cranston to interfere With you out of the way and Mr. Cranston obsessed with his own dreams I shall have nothing to worry about (laughs) What's that? Someone who also knows how to laugh Who are you? The man you forgot to worry about. And? Where? There's no one here? I am here.
2: <laughs>
1: Who are you? Men call me Dr. Nightmare. Why, you're mad. That's my name. You are the mad one. What sane man hears voices speaking from invisible shadows?
3: I tell you, I am Dr. Nightmare. You are nothing.
1: A mere dream image, a mad idea of mine. No,
3: no, this is insane. You are a phantom,
1: a shade slipping into nothingness. You and your plan of extortion your dreams of millions. Oh, nothing. It's amazing. Why don't you laugh? I don't believe you. It's impossible. It's a delightful joke, isn't it? That a dream should think itself real... am Dr. Nightmare, you are my dream. (laughs) You are an illusion. Nothing dreaming itself everything. You're a fleeting image that will vanish. When I awaken from my dream of you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Yes, you right. That's very funny. Upon my word, very funny indeed. I I who think myself real and merely the dream of an invisible voice. Oh, and that, that's comical indeed. I, I am not Dr. Mike Bear. Just his dream. <laughs> I am merely a dream it's
0: just a dream <laughs> And that school of a secretary blackjack, you?
1: Yes, Miss Margo, but fortunately I regained consciousness in time to be of some use to
0: you you but why did the shadow make Dr. Nightmare think he was sick?
1: Well, I, uh, I thought that would be the best way to soften him up for a confession. But I didn't realize he was so close to madness. Oh, uh, Preston, we can go in and see. He's nightmare now. His room's just on the floor.
0: Oh, I'm not so sure I want to see him.
1: Don't feel sorry for him, Miss Lane. Actually, he's a murderer. Yes, you're right. So he really was making people dream, eh, Preston? Yes, Commissioner, with a device known as an ultrasonic broadcaster. Which, uh, what's that? Uh, it's something that broadcasts sound waves, too high in frequency to be heard by human ears, but uh, which produce profound physical changes in the body. Such as dreams? Exactly. Dr. Nightmare connected his device to radio power cords. The device broadcasted ultrasonic constantly, whether the radios were on or off.
0: Is that why the animals howl?
1: Yes, yes. You see, animal ears can't hear sound waves, which humans are unconscious of. Here's Dr. Nightmare cell. They've got him in a street jacket.
3: <laughs> it's funny, it's very funny it's mean. Uh-huh. I'm not Doctor Nightmare.
2: I'm merely dream, The dream of
1: only
3: a dream. Oh, <laughs> You <laughs> know,
1: it's a kind of poetic justice. Yes, Commissioner. He turned reality
2: into nightmares for others.